Hello from LA and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season six, episode 12, All the Right Moves. Um, I know that this was unintentionally meta, but that is a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> mm. All the right moves. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Maggie Friedman, directed by Arlene Sanford, who also directed episodes of Desperate Housewives, Younger, Pretty Little Liars, and Grace and Frankie, just to name a few. Oh, wow. Yeah. This originally aired on January 22nd, 2003. The description from Wikipedia... <laughs> Audrey returns to Boston and begs her friends for a second chance. Likewise, she is able to secure another shot at Hell's Bells, who have a major gig that week. But she relapses almost immediately, getting drunk before the show starts and eventually passing out on stage. Pacey is invited to an exclusive house party hosted by pharmaceutical company Stepatech. Rich promotes him to be exclusively in charge of the stock's brokerage, stock brokerage's Stepatech accounts. However, Pacey is topped, tipped off by a mater- mysterious and beautiful woman that his promotion may pres- presage <laughs> some sort of prod. Presage. Hello. <laughs> Joey is assigned to clean out Eddie's locker at Hell's Kitchen. It contains a manuscript of short stories, including his home address and phone number in Worcester. Harley takes matters into her own hands and engineers a confrontation by lying to Eddie that Joey is pregnant. Eddie refuses a reconciliation, believing his life is going nowhere. To prove him wrong, Joey gives the manuscript to Hetson, who allows that they show promise and attempts to arrange for Eddie to get into a writer's workshop in California. Joey convinces Eddie to take a chance on life instead of hiding at his parents' house. She returns to her dorm room to find Audrey passed out from severe alcohol intoxication. The episode ends as she dials the phone for help. (laughs) Okay. Um, My history is mysteries. January 23rd, 2003, the last signal is received from NASA's Pioneer 10 spacecraft some 7.5 billion miles from Earth. Oh, wow. Yeah. January 24th, 2003, the newly created United States Department of Homeland Security begins operations. <laughs> what a time it was. Um, January 25th, 2003, an international group of volunteers leaves London for Baghdad to act as voluntary human shields, hoping to avert a U.S. invasion. Um, January 26th, 2003, Super Bowl 37 the tampa bay buccaneers defeat the oakland raiders 48 to 21 oh wow so there we go number one movie is darkness falls which is a movie i've never heard of i know (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) don't know much more than that (laughs) okay wow okay um and number one song for the final week is lose yourself by eminem and honestly, everything else that debuted this week was crap. So we're just going to let Eminem ride this one out for the last week. Um, so from there, we're going to start Aaron at Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, we get all these like funny shots of like a dartboard and everything. Yeah. And like Joey's working and she walks over to her friends and oh my God, I forgot about Jen's hair. 
I would really love for someone to put together an oral history of the decision to give Michelle Williams this haircut. <laughs> or like, like whole history of her hair journey on the show, you know? Like yeah, it, yeah. it takes some twists and turns that never see coming and like, oh my God. And, and culminates like, in this. I, I know. And the thing I was like having this really deep dive about was like, man, I don't even remember us like making fun of this hair so like kind of makes me think that it we didn't think it was as it is you know <laughs> like or me I couldn't tell if it was that or that she's just not in this episode after that but like I don't remember us talking shit on this haircut I agree with you because I was thinking at the time like the 2000 the early aughts was a very bad time for hair like people mm-hmm. were just oh, yeah. like sitting at a hair salon being like give me a mullet I know. Please. I'll pay for that. I'll, I'll pay good, like a lot of money for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And while we're at it, can I get some um, skunk streaks? <laughs> yes, exactly. Can I get that two-tone Orange County mom hair? Mm-hmm, that, like, mm-hmm. I just that... want it blonde right in the front, just yeah. right <laughs> in the front. Nowhere and else. You could just, and if you could just push the whole head of hair forward <laughs> over my eyebrows, that would be great too. <laughs> like, like we were not doing well no. this time. I think it's apparent as a nation we were having issues, <laughs> and and so I agree with you that I don't remember us making fun of this haircut. It slapped me in the face. Do. I like had. To- pause but I was like I wasn't ready I was not ready for this that's all I can focus on right now I cannot do this and I was just like man there it is Woo! just no worrying whatsoever it's just, it's just that the bangs are too short they're like what so short what is what that what is that <laughs> oh so Audrey walks in nobody is mentioning Jen's hair which is just not how our friend group would react to this Oh, at least be like, your hair looks cute. So I'm going to acknowledge this change that has happened. (laughs) Yes. And then everyone's like real awkward around Audrey. Like, oh, and it's everyone minus Dawson. Dawson is not in this episode. And she, I mean, listen, she's, it's awkward, but she's like, look, I messed up. I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm. Like I've been acting totally you know, insane. And like, I've caused people pain and I like made you guys worry and I just pushed you all away and you were just trying to be my friends. And like, she, she has this like mea culpa. She says after Mm -hmm. Christmas, she went home to LA and like during this one horrible night, she was in Malibu at a party full of strangers. And like, the sun was coming up and she was drunk and I looked around and was like maybe the problem isn't all these people like maybe the problem is me you know yeah and like I do like I do like the storytelling that we get in this episode of Audrey in a way Mm -hmm. I mean I have some bones to pick with it but the but the bones of the storytelling I think are good which is that like you think that she has hit rock bottom and she is apologizing to her friends Mm -hmm. for like crashing a car into a house, which listen, that feels rock bottom to me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, it's not even about that. It's that like the show is finally showing a heartfelt apology among friends. I mean that too, definitely. But I also like see like that they don't even know how to respond to it. 
they've ever been apologized to by their friends, you know? Right. Right. And like, and this is the thing, right. Is it's like, you know, this Audrey storyline, like if she's going to hit rock bottom, which it, it, it seems like she is. And, and, you know, we heard, we heard the description there. It happens probably at the end of this episode. Although at the time we didn't know what was coming up. So mm-hmm. we don't know, you know, what we're looking at, but like, you know, she's, the problem is, is they just haven't told this story, right? We got the first mention of drugs, like in the last episode. episode. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess we saw her like rifling through drug cabinets on Christmas, but like, right. For pills. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, this is the thing, like nobody in this friend group seems to have talked about what happened. At least we haven't seen any part of that or talked to her. Right. Like they haven't talked to her either, you know, like they haven't talked to each other. They haven't talked to her. No one's talked about it. I mean, it's been my general complaint this whole season is that we like, don't know how people feel about certain things. Like, how does Joey feel it? Like, this is the first time she's seeing Audrey and her room has essentially been vacant all this time, you know? Um, like how does Jen even feel about CJ, you know? Like, And has Joey been like calling and being like, where are you? Yeah. And like, so it's like this, what, like it's a similar situation as the Christmas episode where I'm like, did I miss something? Like, I feel like there's a lot that I've missed here, you know? And like, I like this storytelling in a vacuum. Like if you just see this episode and another, you might be like, oh, okay. Or like (laughs) this storyline, not this episode, but like, um, you know, and it's good, but at the same time, it feels so bizarre and weird. And I don't really know what they're trying to tell us about this. I agree with you. It feels just like we want drama. So we're going to do this. And it's like, no, but you're talking about actual issues or like, yeah, like they're like, well, Audrey's the fucked up one. So of course she has to apologize, but no one else is going to have an actual conversation with her. Like, you know, like what Audrey brought up to Joey is valid. Joey, like Joey, what, like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't even think Joey's worried that she hasn't seen her all this time, nor do we think that she's talked to her. So like Joey owes her an apology as well, you know? Totally. I mean, like, you know, Jen still needs to talk to Audrey about how she feels about CJ and how about them fucking like, like Audrey's drinking is a factor of what is happening between everyone. But like, there are other things that are also actually happening, you know, and like Pacey, like kind of broke up, broke up with her really fucked up. And we still don't really know where they stand, you know? Um, like obviously they made Pacey and Emma kiss and maybe we're supposed to be on this journey that like something's happening over there, but that doesn't make sense either. Like we still need to know that or like know what's going on between the two of them, you know? So it's just like a really interesting and the way they play the music and everything. And you're like, wow, this is the kind of episode we're going to get, but we don't, we get a fucking weird ass episode that has nothing to do with this opening scene. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Cause like Audrey goes on and like, she's like, I don't expect forgiveness right away but like I really messed up and if you want to call me sometime and say hi that would be cool because like I really love you guys and I miss you and I'm sorry and then she goes to leave and they all like get up and are like wait 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 yeah. like I know and like her. first like Joey's like Audrey and she runs after her and I was like thank god she's finally going after her like oh yeah. my god you know right and it's just like I guess it feels like, like I, on the one hand, I'm like, I just wish we had had more of these scenes, you know, where like mm-hmm. Dawson could have apologized for like that boat scene, you know, like, um, like, I, or like the way he treated Joey or stuff like that. Um, yeah. 
And like Joey could have a conversation with Pacey about what happened in their relationship, you know, um, or like apologize to Jen about the way she treats her. Um, but like it, as a result of it feeling so weird, you're just like, okay, like they're just totally obsessed with like destroying Audrey's character. I think. I think, I mean, I, it feels like they are obsessed with destroying all the female characters at some mm-hmm. point or another on this show. And so Audrey doesn't escape that wrath. Exactly. You know, and I, and I mean, there's a part of me that's like, this scene is kind of everything. It's everything we want. Mm-hmm. And like, if the scene, the scene standing alone, I really loved, you know, I totally agree, but in context, I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's also the, after the credits, we go back to this scene where I felt the exact same way where Emma's like staring at like a server's ass and just like, you know, just daydreaming and Joey comes over and Emma's just like, oh yeah, I'm having a sexual fantasy about that guy. And Joey's like, oh, him, I usually fantasize about this other guy. And you're like, what? Oh my God. What? Like, (laughs) I love this, but why Emma? Wait, Emma says she fantasizes about fucking this guy against the garbage cans outside, which is like, uh, I think tells you all you need to know about it. (laughs) (laughs) And Joey's like, oh, when I fantasize about fucking him, it's on this pool table. And I was like, girl, what? Excuse me? I was so on board. I agree with you. I was like, this is amazing. Give me this. And you know, like, Joey- Then I have this journey with myself of like, I like Emma. Like she finds herself in these situations that- like I like like I feel like she's giving all she's involved in all of our characters lives in one way or the other besides Jen so like she's it's fine that she's on screen more and she offers like a input and an insight that our other characters don't you know Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I kind of like that she brings that to the table however I'm like why do I not like her like every time she's on there I'm just like (laughs) this character is so pointless like I don't know anything about her and I I like I think think what I've pinpointed is that like she doesn't want to be friends with any of our characters and like yeah. that gets boring after like yeah. it's fine if they're obsessed with introducing that at the beginning of a new yeah. character but we need to get beyond it for us to yeah. care like Abby Morgan at least we realized like her and Jen were friends and that like Abby really wanted to be friends with them but like couldn't figure out how to like not be not get friends with way. anyone yeah, yeah exactly. you know so exactly. we understood where she was coming from but like Emma just comes across like she's like such a brat like and then like we're supposed to care about her really insightful advice and I'm like I don't get off my screen I wish you were I wish this scene was happening was happening with the characters I actually like And that's the thing I think, right. Is that like, Emma is sort of the person that so much of this hinges on. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't even really know anything about her. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I don't know is her mom is a piano teacher. Like, yeah. And she like goes to Berkeley college of music and is a drummer. Like, I don't know that much about Emma. So like, why do I care? Unless she's being used as a sounding board. The problem is, is she's not being used as a sounding board. Right. Like, like she is in this scene, which is, I think, why we like this scene, right? Like Joey kind of, we get to see this other side of Joey. Um, Joey, like, like Emma's like, wait, did you just tell me about a sexual fantasy? And like, Joey's like, yeah, I have them sometimes. And like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, well, I don't yes. I think she's, like, it doesn't feel like it's sounding board. I feel like she's always there to draw our characters to like be better people, you know, yeah, or, like be yeah. who they really are and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And so like, you know, like 
like that, like that, you know, influence on a show is good. And I like it for the sixth season, but like the way that the character is crafted is so terrible. I agree with you. I agree with you. And like, Joey's like, you know, oh, I have a prim exterior, but like underneath it all, it's less prim. And like, I mean, I would love to see more of that, you know? Yeah. Like I just, am like the whole time I was like, man, I love this, but I would have given anything for it to be Audrey or, or Jen. Jen instead of Emma or even Jack. Yeah. I know. Jeez. Um, so like then Emma, asked, she's like, well, like, weren't you with Eddie? Like what, what's going on with that? Like, and Joey's like, well, he got fired. <laughs> Emma's like, okay um that didn't answer my question I thought but okay. you were like dating yeah. him though <laughs> yeah and see this is the other end of the st- why the storytelling is so bad because like joey doesn't even care about this person and she totally like felt like on you know just five seconds ago felt open enough to like share the sexual fantasy she has with her but then right. you know she's like no nah, i hate you <laughs> like i don't know right like i know it's in her character to like not be trustworthy or like you know divulging but she just divulged a sexual fantasy like what is going on and like give me this change in joey but like you actually yeah, have to give like it especially to me with a stranger like i would love to see it where it's like oh i can actually I, this person doesn't know me like you know so i can actually the same way be... as i was saying at the aquarium with pacey where it's like well he can talk about the person he was in high school to someone who doesn't know him and only knows what he's saying and like you know bringing to the table or whatever yeah um and so like, I, I would like that as well. Like, oh, there's this person who doesn't really like know my past or whatever. So I don't have to be little Joey Potter, the prude. Right. But then like, she immediately turns on a dime and you're like, what? Like what? Right. Cause like, Emma's like, Hey, like, have you seen Eddie? Like what's up with him? Like he had, he didn't clean out his locker, you know? Mm-hmm. And Joey's like, I don't know where he is. Like, I don't know anything why about would it. I, why would I know where he is? Right. I was like, cause fucking him. And she's like, no, we weren't, you know, or it's over. (laughs) We had, she calls it a fling and then she calls it nothing. And like, I do like that. I I, I get, I get it. I get Joey's thing, right? I get that sometimes she downplays stuff because admitting that you actually liked him and then he left is like painful. And Mm -hmm. I think when you're 19 and I did it when I was 19 too, like you do this so that you're like, well, it's not going to hurt as much if I downplay what I was actually feeling. And I'm like, listen, Mm -hmm. not to be one of those old people, but like uh, that doesn't work. It makes it hurt longer. Um, so just admit that you had feelings anyway. Yeah. And I just feel like, like, I agree with you, but since we see at the top of the scene, like her opening up, like it feels like whiplash within a scene. Uh, uh, Oh yeah. 100%, 100%. Cause like, then Emma's like, Oh great. If you don't care, like, like, why don't you clean out his locker? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, like if I cared about Emma, I would love this because it's like, well, fine. If you're just going to lie to me, then here you go. Joke's but Emma on doesn't you. know that Joey is lying seemingly like I don't th- I think she, she does know she, I don't even think she cares she's like all right great well, well that's the whole point she knows right. but she doesn't care and that's the whole yeah. point of Emma she doesn't care about these people so why should right. we care about her like you know agreed like, it's such a weird choice um and like the thing is like it's a perfect opportunity for how does Joey feel like you yeah. know so since the show is so obsessed with being like no, she can't tell anyone her feelings, but you're going to know what they are. Like, you know, it's not fair. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree, I agree I with agree. you. And like what you're saying that like, 
that's the behavior you would have done, but like, we're watching a TV show. We need yes. to know how she yes. feels, you know, a hundred percent. There are different rules on a TV show than there are in real life. Shockingly. I know. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, and like, Emma's like, we'll just throw everything away because if there were anything worthy, he would have come back for it. And I was like, yeah, okay. Oof, oof, oof. That hurt. <laughs> Got it. But maybe it hurt. I don't know. We're never going to find out how Joey really feels. <laughs> I mean, we're going to find out a few things about how Joey feels in this episode. And I have a lot of feelings about them. Okay. So we go to Pacey's work. Rich is telling everyone about some stock that they have to push. And like, then asks Pacey to stay after the meeting to like, mm-hmm. cause he's like going to invite him to this party because like, Pacey is the most promising seller that he has. Mm -hmm. And Rich is like, look, I think you're kind of a douche. I kind of fucking hate that you like keep pushing on me, but like you are my most, you know, like promising seller. So I'm going to invite you to this. Basically is saying they asked me to invite my promising seller, but I need to make sure that you're going to be a team player. Like if yeah. I'm inviting you, like you're going to need to come because you are always stepping out against me and like not listening to me and not minding my arbitrary rules. And he like yeah. looks him dead in the eyes and like bro codes him. He's like, are you going to be a team player, man? And then yeah. he's like, oh my God. Oh yes, definitely. I know I get wild. Like, you know, but like, I know what you mean. I'm definitely going to do this. this is so awesome. Like, I'm th- so thank you so much for this opportunity. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's very like, yeah, he's very different than he was in the last episode or and emma then we go to emma's apartment where audrey walks up and there's like a line of um younger women in the hall like her age and you know audrey like goes to go into the apartment and emma's like oh shit um yeah come in yeah and we should talk walks in and she's like oh and emma's just like i mean the thing is like they're all here place you <laughs> right like audrey's like you know who are all these courtney love wannabes in the hall and then like emma's like oh they're here to replace you of course the dig i think being that busy phillips does look slightly like courtney love um <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> and so and- then emma's like you know like you're not doing well. And like, we have this big gig coming up. Like it could mean something for us. And we need, hang on, hang Uh on. They have a big gig tomorrow night. Yeah. And so she's like, so the thing we're going to do is hire a completely new lead singer because that's better than the person who already knows the songs. And here's the thing about this, right? Is it's like, at this point, it's insulting that this show cannot, fucking put together a timeline like it feels like a slap in the face every time they do it I know last last week we were expected to just believe that like they finished filming one day and the next day they not only had a full cut of the movie but had been shown to a test audience seriously and this and to this week what we're being expected to hear is that this band has a gig tomorrow night and they have only just done an audition today 
Yeah, they haven't even done the auditions yet. They're they doing auditions today. the auditions, yeah. So someone's going to audition. There's like a half dozen people outside. They're all going to audition and then they're going to have to rehearse for a big show that's tomorrow. Like, oh my God, I know you have to do stakes, but like, come on. Like, and I, I know that these like are covers. You could just say like, like, in two weeks. Look, we don't, it, or if, even about the timeline, it's like, I know it's tomorrow and it's wild, but like, I can't fucking trust you. So like, that's it, you know, right. like at least acknowledge we just, Yeah, that. we just got put on the bill yesterday and we need this. And like, you I know, don't like, trust, like the whole point is like, I don't trust you and I'm not like, I don't want to do this. She's like, you're a mess. You get wasted at our shows. You fuck things up. Like, I don't trust you, you know? Right. And then Audrey gives Emma and the band the exact same speech that she gave to our friends, you know? Right. And she had this moment of clarity on the beach and her terrible behavior has cost her so much. And she apologizes profusely. And I just, I mean, you know, the bar on this show is so low that I do have to give her credit every time she apologizes because. Yeah, but the whole show is trying to tell us that the apology is disingenuous because she's giving the same apology to everyone so like i get it it. it feels like it x's out the idea that apologizing is is important like the show is so obsessed with like we we're a no apology show because see even when people do apologize they just it's disingenuous and they They don't mean you know scripted it and they don't mean it I'm so tired. Okay. So like, yeah, so Emma agrees, like, you know, Audrey's like, this is the only thing I've got going in my life. I promise you I'm done drinking. Like we're, we're in on this, you know, and Emma agrees. And you're just like, I mean, why Emma, like what's going on? And like, the thing is like what Emma is saying to Audrey, like one of our friends to say it to Audrey yeah. of like, look, girl, you're messing up. What's going on here? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we go to Hell's Kitchen after mm-hmm. Audrey is like in the band for the, the next show. We go to Hell's Kitchen. Joey's cleaning out Ed's, Eddie's locker and she finds a rejection letter and a collection of short stories that apparent, Eddie apparently wrote. Yeah, she finds it in a sealed envelope. <laughs> like, it's not it's sealed. Like it's sealed. not sealed. It's open, but. Okay, but like. It is in sure. an envelope. Yeah, she she just like rips it open and he's like looking through it. I don't know, whatever. Oh, so I was weird. like, yeah, I hundred percent one. But um, but also like the rejection is like we don't get to see who it's from. Believe me, I wanted to know. Um, and it's oh, like set a school on there. I thought it was a publisher. Was it a school? I I thought it was like oh, cut off. It said something on there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't looking, but it I didn't. was looking because I was like, who rejected this? I want to know what publisher this was, but I didn't get to see it. Um. Anyway, but it has his address. It has an address in Worcester and a phone number on it. So that's all you need to know. Anyway, so we go to the venue and the band's doing this soundtrack sound check and Audrey like sounds great and she looks great. She's singing a cover of Hissy Fit Hissy Fit's Bad Times, which I will try to stick in here, but it seems very hard to find. I could only find it on YouTube. So if I can manage to turn that into an MP3, I'll I'll put it in here. And like, but you know, the show, I w- will give them props because they're consistent with like showing people singing for just too long. Like they, yeah. it's not that just they only show Katie Holmes bad singing for too long. It's like anyone on screen. It's just going to be like too long yeah. and unnecessary. Totally. And the because whole time I was just like, I wonder if Katie Holmes was so mad that like Busy Phillips. Phillips is actually a good. Yeah. 
I do wonder. Um, also, but you're right. Like this goes on too long too, even if it's like bearable Good. to listen to. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah like, exactly. <laughs> totally. And like they finish soundchecking this guy from like the other opening band, which we learn is called it's Satan's, called Satan's <laughs> Tampon, <laughs> which made me laugh. I, he's like, oh, I really liked you. And like, he's talking to Audrey and he's like, do you want to have some fun? And he invites her to this like party on the tour bus later yeah i don't know so and like this guy literally he's like 45 it's so weird he he does look like he's 45 and so and then he we like go to purposely singles out audrey like yeah. the way they're showing this is just so frustrating to me yeah, i guess I like you know i don't know whatever it's just so she's annoying. so isolated <laughs> she's so isolated in a way that doesn't feel realistic and it's like like, I'm it's sorry, like, Emma was literally like your drama. I would rather train a totally new singer to be in my band in 24 hours than you. And then you're then we're supposed to believe that Emma isn't like following her around the whole night, right. like making sure she's not really. Uh, come on. I, I, come on. I'm with like, you, really? I'm with you, girl. So then we go to Joey's dorm room um, where she's teaching Harley the quadratic equation. And they have a really dumb back and forth. And then Joey offers Harley a soda, but she says she'd rather have vodka. And I was like, teen Julia, like really was a lot like this girl. <laughs> I just think <laughs> In it's such way. a, like, it's such a dumb addition to the show that like, I, I can't really get out of it where I agree with you. Like the whole time you're like, yeah, okay. That this is like the type I get this character like, mm -hmm. okay. But it's also like, we're supposed to be like, oh, Joey's seeing herself in this girl. But like, I don't really think that they're that similar. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Like, it's and like the show's like, aren't they the similar? They're both like <laughs> snotty girls. And you're like, what? Like, like that is like every teenage girl is a brat. Like, That's like every teenager so like, period is a brat. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's like, what? Like, that is like, <laughs> that is a uniting force of teenagers. Not like that. There's nothing. I don't think they're similar at all. Yeah, I agree. And like Harley's like, how's it going with Eddie? And she says then to Joey, I could be a shoulder or a confidant. Like we could talk about this. And this made me unbearably depressed. Like me too. Me too. It was, I was so like, sad that this is Joey's friend. I was like in a pit of despair at this point because I was <laughs> like, Joey's going to talk to someone. Yay. So glad she's going to talk to another human yeah. being. But like, it's really going to be a person that she's babysitting. And like, I'm just so sad about it. Just so sad and about a it. Child. A child that she's like, babysitting. It, it was like so upsetting to me. Like I couldn't like, and like, if I want to draw like a story, a backstory behind this, like, you know, like I think that Jen and Audrey have gone out and Jack and, you know, Pacey have gone out of their way over and over to ask Joey, like, into their life, into her life, you know, like, how do you feel about this? What's going on? And she always lies and says, I'm fine. Or that was nothing or whatever. And like, I know that's her coping skill or whatever, but at a certain point, people are going to stop asking because they assume you don't want to share. So like, if the show was going to tell this story of the fact that like, don't do that, you're stuck in a world whose dad is paying you to watch her. Yeah. Like that, I was like, she's 15, dude. The gap between 15 and 20 is a fucking chasm. Like that is not a small gap. 
and regardless of like whatever, she's only known this person for like three weeks, like a month. I agree. You know? So it's like I agree. So bizarre. Like, have anything in common to have like for Joey to be like, yeah, let me get your fucking like advice. Like, I don't know. It's so sad. Like, you know, Harley is essentially like, oh, I want to be your confidant. And Joey's like, why would I do that? And Harley's like, because we're friends. And like at the mention of them being friends, Joey's like, oh, are we? Okay. And she softens and it like, doesn't really make sense to me why we're supposed to buy that. Now Joey is interested in, in like talking to someone about what's going on, you know, like, I don't know. It kind of, it, it really broke my heart for her. It broke my heart. I was so sad. And, and it was like one of these things where I was like, man, like, I mean, I guess if I logic it out, it's like, Harley isn't connected to anything that Joey really cares about or loves, you know? So like she, Harley's approval or disapproval is like less painful than her friend's approval or disapproval. But like, also girl, like you got to get over that. Like you, how are you going to have relationships with anyone if you can't like talk about these things? Yeah, I know. Like it's too much. And like, especially yeah. since we had the opening for odd, for Joey to confide in Emma, just like, you know, a few scenes ago. Yeah. So like to then be in this situation where Joey's like, I don't trust Emma, that bitch or whatever. And then to have this like child and Joey's like, and, and then what happens is so childish and like yeah. so sad to me. Like, oh it my was God, like, I was so, so sad. In this sad. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Totally, totally. And I was just like watching worse. this in a hotel room, like not even a hotel, a motel room, mm-hmm. like, you know, in my like pajama shorts, like I'm d- like drinking Rainier beer. Like I'm just depressed. I'm so sad. Yeah. Because Joey's and- like, you know, I'm not looking for him. I dated him for two months and he left. And like, that's that. And so I was like, okay, okay. We got a timeline. Thank fucking yeah. God. But like, that's not what like, Harley's asking it's like how do you feel about that you know like and Joey's just like and I mean like obviously he doesn't want to talk to him more because he left and it's like hell yeah but like how do you like did that break your heart you know like yes yes um and then Joey's like and I mean I did find like his address when I was cleaning out his locker and then this child is like well you should you should call him you should go see him (laughs) yeah yeah Harley's like, girl, you've got to go. And oh I was like, Joey, this is why you don't talk to 15 year olds. Cause they give you fucking shit advice. Oh my God. Cause this they don't so know what's happening. It is fucking nightmarish. And so J- Joey's like, well, that seems desperate and empathetic. And I was like, yes, it certainly does. Oh my God. And Harley's like, it's romantic and heartfelt. And like, <laughs> no, it's no. not. And then Joey's like, well, I could call him like then at least I'll know he's alive. And then this bitch, this bitch just picks up a phone and dials a number without looking at a piece of paper. I know. I was just like, guys, it's that stuff that makes me feel like you just did not give a fuck. It's like the Starbucks cup in season, whatever, end season of game of Thrones. Like Mm. you just didn't care. You were so over it. Nobody CGI'd it out. Like you just didn't give a shit. Cause you were like, we're so over this and we're done with this fucking shit. And like, you can feel it. Audiences can feel it. Yeah, totally. And so so of course the phone rings and Eddie picks up and like we see her face, Joey, but like, we don't know how she feels like, you right. know, like she's upset, 
but like, I'd like to move beyond that. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, like I just want I'm to I'm having some more. complicated feelings. One yeah. of them is rage. One yeah. of them is sadness and heartbreak. And one of yeah. them is like, damn, like, yeah, he really did just leave. Okay. Like, yeah, it, it's like, yeah, we can have all that. I know. And like, we always talk about Katie Holmes face acting and I think it, her face acting is good, but they've leaned on it so much that like it now she is can't point- possibly it's just pointless. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, I see she's upset, but like, honestly, I just want to know more. Like I, I just, I'd like to hear her from her own mouth, how she felt about Eddie, because right. what happens at the end of this episode literally comes out of nowhere. Oh my God. Slap me right in the face. <laughs> this this episode starts and ends with a face slap totally different reasons holy shit (laughs) they just are smacking us across the face in this episode jesus christ okay so we go to this bougie party storyline that like it's a completely different tv show i literally (laughs) was like what is going on it feels like eve is back like the bougie party tv show yes like okay so we walk in pacey and rich and like rich grabs some champagne and it's like you know this high-end party at a mansion or whatever and then rich is like ah there's a rich guy i gotta go talk to and so pacey goes over to grab some snacks and out of nowhere comes a literal damsel in distress like what the fuck is happening yeah i mean what is going on to my benefit it's played by she's played by sarah shahi so I'll take this. I'll take this damsel in distress. Pacey, I understand you, my friend. I don't know what show we're watching. Like, I just am like, this woman comes up to him. He's like, hey, can you help me? There's a guy trying to grab my ass and I need to help. I need to hide from him. And, and Pacey's like, yeah, okay. And she's like, make a conversation with me. And he's like, hi. And she's like, that's all you got? And you're like, what is going on? What like, is going what on? is happening? And then right when you're like, what is going on? He's like, oh, I'm Pacey. And she's like, oh, you're Pacey. <laughs> what kind of shit am I uh-huh. watching? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. literally, it feels like that episode Indian Summer, like, where yeah. you're just like, ooh, it's so noir. And there's like a girl who runs hot, you know? And you're like, oh my God, I thought that guy got fired who said that was a good idea. Yeah. Literally the only person who got fired for a bad idea was for the this kind of storytelling. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. And like, okay, so Sarah Shahi, if you don't know, is lesbian catnip. She was on the L word. She was one half of Root and Shaw. She played Shaw alongside Amy Acker's Root in Person of Interest. And she also played Bradley Cooper's assistant slash slash the person he sometimes slept with on the first season of Alias. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, she's like, she, of course, immediately after Pacey apparently saves her from this sexual assaulter, she's like, you know, oh, you're a smart guy. You're a real smart guy. I can tell. She's like, so why aren't you in college? Is it because of the money? And Pacey, I was like, oh, just a way to just like hit him right in the solar plexus. Like that is like <laughs> Pacey's immediate weak spot. And he's like, well, no, no, no. Well, like, I guess at the beginning it was the money, but now it's the thrill. And then she's like, all right, great. Thanks, Pacey. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And this is the same thing. I really find this storytelling compelling where like, we're getting how Pacey feels about not being in college when all of his friends do, you right, know? Right. And like, you know, at- I'll have thoughts about how Joey feels about the, you know, reverse of being in college later, but like, 
you know, and they have this same kind of similar storytelling with Emma and Pacey. So like this season long journey he's going on is really interesting and like kind of cool that they're telling it because it also is part of the larger journey of his, like it, it feels like a consistent character through six seasons, you know, yeah. but the way that it's happening is so weird but I'm like okay Aaron okay just go with it you know <laughs> At because least like giving you something literally the only person who I know who feels about the state of their life right now is Pacey is you Pacey. know mm-hmm. and like in all of the complicatedness not in the like total binary of it's either good or it's bad you know right right so we go then to Hell's Kitchen and Joey's reading the manuscript Eddie's manuscript at the bar and like Hedson runs in all and I'm like pissed. oh great so not I only know. do we have a rich episode but we have a Hedson ep- rich and Hedson episode fucking again I hate Thank this God guy. Todd's not here I know so we're, he's like pissed because like Harley ditched class again and he's like she's here where is she where is she and he's really like, we're supposed to even believe this is happening like he does not care about being a dad like I what I'm not buying this I will uh, not go on a redemption story with Hudson I'm not going to do it okay I'm here I'm, I'm with you <laughs> don't do it <laughs> don't do it I am in your corner so just he's don't care when he's on screen it's yeah so dumb and he's like look you know, we all think that our kids are like great and, and beautiful and lovely when they're born. But then at some point we have to admit that like, maybe our kids is a juvenile delinquent. And Joey's like, okay, calm down. <laughs> like She's not a juvenile delinquent. And like, then of course, right at this moment, Harley like walks in and is like, Hey, I'm here. And like, she's like, daddy, <laughs> like, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I that's know. not how she behaves towards her dad either. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. No, I know. And she's like, oh, I had an errand to run in Worcester. So, of course, as soon as they say Worcester, um, Eddie walks in. And I was uh, like, oh, uh, I would murder this child. <laughs> that's I what know. Now. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? No. This is not your friend. Like, no. oh, my God. <laughs> no. This is... Literally. And th- she's nothing like Joey. Joey would never do this. It's like literally a mini Abby Morgan. Like, Yeah, you know? exactly. So he says, hey, and Joey's just like, burr. <laughs> <laughs> so then and then we go to commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And we go backstage where Audrey is you know there at this and like party yeah at this party and the guy from satan's tampon comes up <laughs> and he's like hey girl you nervous and i'm like where the fuck is emma like i'm i just <laughs> do not buy this is fucking happening yeah like yeah. i'm sorry like if you were nervous about your lead singer getting drunk you would, you would be on her like ass. A hawk. this is yeah. so stupid yeah and like that story could she could still get fucked up like secretively you know what i mean this totally. is so weird because this guy who like again is like 40 or something yeah comes up to her and is like you nervous and she's like no I mean yeah I've never done this sober before which like I don't know if that's true but okay and he's like oh, okay girl and passes the bottle and she's like nah I quit and he's like boring and then passes the bottle to the person sitting next to her and then at that moment Audrey changes her mind about drinking <laughs> What? I wish people could sometimes see your like blank blinking face when, what? when, when this happens. What? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Just there. I mean, there's. And then 
he goes, oh, do you want a pill? And he opens his paw and he, his paw and he has like three <laughs> pills in there and she just grabs it and takes it. And drinks it with the scotch. Wow. And like, look, this part, like as stupid as that all was, like there's this part of me that's like, this is legit devastating. I was rooting for you. I wanted you to be sober. I wanted you to do well with this band. And like, this is, this is a devastating storyline that you're like relapsing immediately. And you're Mm -hmm. like going, you know, you're drinking and you're going to be fucked up during the show. And like, instead of like, I just don't understand how they have paced this storyline. I mean, all of them to be quite honest, but this one will, will, but we'll take this one for now, (laughs) which is that like, if you had brought her back post Christmas and allowed her like a couple of episodes to like have sort of feel like she kind of is like getting her life back in track. Mm-hmm. And then she like, yeah, did or this. even if she's saying like, I feel like if Emma was there at the party and she doesn't drink, but then she's like, Oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And then that guy like hands her a pill like yeah, in the line to the bathroom like I could buy that a little bit more and like I, I agree with you I the pacing is wild like honestly you're Joe this is Joey considers her her best friend I know she's working but at the same time you're like if your friend comes and apologizes to you and you're like haven't seen them in two months your roommate as well wouldn't you try to make plans to like see them to hang out to like do stuff with them to be there right. for them Right. And I think like the complaint too, is that like for the whole first part of this season, we were complaining, like it is clear something is very wrong with Audrey, but we're not getting really answers as to what. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then like, it is clear that like, and then things happen. And then like, she drives the, the um, car through Dawson's house and they like, don't really talk about it for an episode. Like nobody has really had a conversation about this. Even people talking about how weird it was when it happened. Like one person kind of mentioned one thing, you know, and it's it's like, it's like so bizarre to me. We didn't get a scene last episode of like, have you heard from Audrey? Like, and then how does Joey feel? Like how the fuck does she feel? Right. And so like, you know, I mean, my thing is like, just pace this story so that we can feel it. Because it's like, it's like the elements are all almost there. Yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> so then we go back to Hell's Kitchen where Eddie's trying to talk to Joey, who's not at all interested. And I'm like, I haven't been this much on Joey's side for a really long time. Don't talk to this guy. <laughs> like, I mean, but that's the whole thing is that we're supposed to believe she does want to talk to him. She called right. him. She wants to know all these things. So like at this point, it's like frustrating to watch this. You know what I mean? Like that she's just like, not asking him the question she should ask him. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's like, I guess for like, me, I'm like, he left. You're done. Go stop talking to him. Yeah, And that's know. what she said to Harley. Yeah. But then Harley, like a 16 year old, like she <laughs> said that. I know, but then we're supposed to believe that she, a 15 year old convinced her to call him, Yeah, you know? (laughs) And so if we believe those things, that means that like, she was just lying to everyone to like push down her feelings. So like, that is like the indicator once she picked up the phone and called like what we know about her feelings through that call is that she does want to talk to him. She does care, you know, like, I agree. I would be like, but that's, I wouldn't, even if I didn't want to talk to him and I didn't, I really felt that way. If someone showed up under these circumstances, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing here? I cannot believe you just left. I never want to talk to you again. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, I just like, when someone's in your face, you're not like, 
well, what do you get out of here? Like, I don't know. Like her, her no, but, vibe but is like, so that's what weird. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is like, okay, fuck you. Like you just left. I don't want to talk to you. So Hudson, then Hudson gets involved. He thinks yeah, that like, he that's per- the thing is like Hudson's here literally for no reason. Like, no reason. oh my God, just to make it so annoying and frustrating. Yeah. Cause Hudson like, oh, thanks for driving Harley back. And like, and then he says, if she ever shows up again, just shut the door or something. And like, I'm like, what? Yeah. What is this father redemption story? Get, right. If get that's not a redemption here. part, yeah. right. So Eddie's like, Joey, you got to talk to me. Like, if you have something to say, then say it. And then like, Eddie starts to say that, like, he's like, he's like, Harley told me, I know what's going on. Oh yeah. And Joey's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, I screamed out loud. I screamed out loud. Harley told me you're pregnant. I screamed. I (laughs) had totally forgotten that this happened. Oh, wow. (laughs) And Joey's like, like, thank uh, God Joey like does just be like, well, she lied. That's so stupid. I cannot believe that's happening. Like, thank God. Like, you know, and she's like pissy. Cause Eddie's like, Oh, you're not pregnant. And she's like, no. And like, why would I fucking tell Harley? And I was like, I mean, I don't know, bitch. Would you, I can't tell yeah. at this point. It feels like you might, it feels like you might tell her. I know you're not telling anyone your only friend. Like, Oh my God, you would tell her, you know? I know. And, and like then he, Eddie, he's like super grateful she's not pregnant, which I I'm like also impressed that she doesn't like blow up at him for that. You know? Yeah, yeah, it kind of felt a little bit harsh. Yeah, and then she's he sees his manuscript and they like start fighting about why she has it and like then he, you know whether Joey sent Harley to get him and Joey's like I mean you weren't exactly like stealth about hiding where you were. And she then she he's like did I you mean, call the that's house? So and hang untrue. Up? Like. She had no idea where he was until he, she, she found had to clean out his, his locker. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, so he was kind of stealth, you know, yeah, from her at least. Um, but, but then she lies to him immediately. He's like, did you call the house and hang up? And she's like, no. And I'm like, I mean, I kind of approve of that lie. <laughs> like, don't, like, I mean, I definitely would lie about deny that. That's so that. humiliating. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, like, you're just like mad at how things ended. And yeah, then, so like, I think that he kind of says something honest where he's like, look, I get it. You're mad about how things ended. And then like, finally we get how she feels. Yeah. We get season one, Joey too. Like yeah. she kind of tears him a new one. She's like, uh, you fucking up and left dude. Like I didn't and get she's an like, ending. I never fucking heard from you. You bounced. <laughs> right. And she's like, I mean, I, now I know you're not dead. So like, you can go. Thank you so much. And then I hate this so much. I hate it. He's like, I left for you. (laughs) And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you like, were you in witness protection? Like you did (laughs) this for yourself. Like don't fucking put it on me. Yeah. And she's like, like, boy, bye. He's like, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. (laughs) Fuck fuck this guy. Fuck him. And and he's like, and if you don't believe me, I'm just going to go. And he goes and like, you know, and I like, I also think she should have followed him because she has so many more questions yeah. and like bottled things up to her. say things to say. So yeah. It's like, you're given this opportunity to talk. So just fucking hash it out. Like get right. it done with, like, you know, she tells him to leave and then he does. And then she follows him and said to yell at him. And I was like, relatable hashtag relatable. Yeah, like, totally. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And I'm also glad she did go like, you know, like yeah, she yeah, yeah. needs no, same, to fucking same, same. talk to him, you yeah. know? But and then we get like, to, what we have you- to relive this like low rent Pacey situation. 
Dude, this is this was the most fucked up scene I'd I ever I was seen. like, I oh was my like, God. fucking end this immediately. She goes out there and she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, look, I couldn't find a job. I couldn't pay my rent, my bill, my couldn't pay my bills. My power got turned off. There were rats crawling on me. Like, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be that person. I couldn't be like that with you. And she's like, why would that bother me? I'm poor too. (laughs) I I can't. Oh my God. What? Like, oh my God. (laughs) What the fuck? Like it's, it's a I lot. Can't. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, and Eddie's like, no, you're not poor because you have a future. And oh my God, this is so stupid. It's so stupid. Joey's like, so do you. And like, Eddie's like, don't you see? I'm nothing. Why can't you see that? I don't have anything. And I have the rejection letter to prove it. And I was like, ladies and gentlemen and gentle thems. Do not base your worth on one rejection letter. I know that was, that's my fucking gripe with this whole storyline that Joey's on where it's like, how old is Eddie? Like, honestly, like he's like, I don't know why she's like, it's like now or never for him, you know? I know. I know. But also I feel like that was kind of the narrative, like amongst some people, like, I mean, to be quite honest with you, definitely like that is a narrative that I got fed of like, you got to do it. You got to do it while you're young and do it now. And like, you know, I I think that that was wrong. (laughs) But I I agree. And I obviously we've seen how like Pacey totally crumpled at the prospect of not going to college. And like, I think that's why his storyline now, while like I could have done without it being told with Rich on there, like yeah. it's an interesting storyline. He's in this yeah. position to make money that he fucking hates, and all of his friends are like, "What are you doing? What's going on here?" Like yeah. you know, and people keep talking to him about that, and he's talking yeah. to them back about how he feels. So it's like interesting to see. Whereas like because we don't know how Joey feels, like it's hard to really be on this journey with her. You know, like I and I've said it before. We're like, look, everyone's story is different, and I like you know we all know that, but like her two best friends, Pacey and Dawson aren't in college and they're like making, they're doing their goals, their dreams or whatever. Her other best friend, Audrey is in college and her life is totally falling apart, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, I would love to see Joey acknowledge that and And like grapple with it, grapple with that kind of, you know, learn what that means to her, have her assumptions challenged. Yeah. Yes. But we're not seeing that at all, which is why the story of Audrey is so frustrating through the lens of Joey. Like, it's like, what? Like, I don't know. Like, we're just supposed to like, think that Joey's like, yeah, but she, her parents bought her way in. So it doesn't really matter. And you're like, well, then extending that point along then your degree won't matter because right. people could think that about you right like aren't you supposed to, like what I don't know it's like what where's the critical thought here well and like Eddie's like we're headed for two different futures and you deserve the best guy in the room not the one that picks up his trash or buses his tables and I was like so that's some classist nonsense a eh? mm-hmm. and also is that not a verbatim verbatim a fight that Pacey and Joey had in season four this is literally the promise I'd break up, redo. <laughs> like they're saying the same. This is thing what I'm saying because, like, 
the low yeah, rent no, icy I, situation it's like that's not as good been, we've been saying that the whole time I he know. even has a witter wagoneer and it's like i don't know because like i don't know how joey feels about pacey so to be on this journey with her like i wish she could be like i guess i have a type like you know yeah. broke low you know like people that are super smart and talented yeah yeah but aren't like academic you know they don't have the same academic drive right. I do right and like to have her again grapple with that what that means you yeah. know and like also grapple with how to if that's her type how do you be a partner to that person get to it but we're still seeing like we've already seen that like Joey fought for Eddie to get back in Hudson's class. She went to Hudson to talk to him about getting back in the class. Did Joey go talk to their boss about getting his job back? You know, what path yeah. is she advocating for Eddie to take? Where does she step in and like help him and advocate for him? You know, it's only in the academic setting. We didn't see it in the job setting, you know? So yeah. we can see which one she thinks is more important and more valid. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, I wanted you. And he's like, no, you wanted that guy from English class. And look, and I'm not him. And I believe that I do too. But I want to say that when we rail against the male characters on this show and other men usually email us to tell us that we're wrong. I want to point to mm -hmm. this moment because Joey is actually saying something. She is saying what she wanted him. And he is like, no, I'm going to tell you what you actually wanted. And look, not all men, but so many men do this mm -hmm. to women fucking constantly. And is one of the most frustrating things ever. Yeah, because and the like, reality is he, what he's saying is, well, it felt like you wanted that. To me, it felt like you wanted that English class guy. Right. And but what he's actually saying is, no, I'm not going to listen to the thing you just said you actually wanted this. And if you put, it felt like in mm -hmm. front of it, then you can actually have a conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. you're talking, Eddie's talking about his feelings and she's talking about her feelings and right. those are yours to have. And Eddie leaves Joey in her great coat and he is in a truck that looks shockingly like Joey's truck. Um, the Ford F-150. Well, <laughs> you know what? She's poor too. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. They all poor people drive oh that Oh my truck. God. It's like, I'm sorry, but like, I just, because we didn't really explore her financial situation, like in college at all, yeah. it's hard to that. It's the same thing with the father storytelling that we're getting where they're like, Oh, what are the, you know, what are the few bullet points about Joey? And then we're going to lean into that now yeah. like yeah. did they bond over like their financial situation like we haven't we didn't see eddie and joey do that the way that right. they grew up you right know, financially we, we yeah. didn't see that so we honestly don't even know if eddie knows that when no, eddie this, is, went, this is the first time we seemingly have had any mention of it when eddie went to joey's house for christmas it was a mansion yeah because it's a bed and breakfast you know so right. like i don't know like her life is totally different and i'm not we don't know we actually don't know anything about joey's financial situation and bessie's for that matter right. I, you know like i'm not like i know that at certain points like she was super poor i'm not disputing that but at the same time like it kind of comes out of nowhere in their conversation right right and it's not something that they've really talked about before yeah so then we go to the hell's bells concert emma sees audrey take a shot before going on stage and this is going to go badly 
and she's mad. I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, why weren't you with her? But like, okay, yeah. whatever. And then we go back to this other television show at the Bougie I don't Mansion. know what I'm watching. Oh my God. <laughs> it like and, feels like a total, like it, I was shook when I, when we cut over here, I was like, oh yeah, this is happening. Right. Like Pacey's like mingling and like making eyes at Sarah Shahi from across the room. And Rich comes up and is like, Pacey's like, do you know her? And like, but like her back is to them. And like, so Rich is like, I don't care. The guy's like, the well, party. I don't see the back of her head. Yeah. And he's like, you know, the guy who threw the party, like, you know, wants to meet privately. And so like, come with me basically. And then they all like sit down in this room to smoke cigars and drink scotch. But it's like only Rich and Pacey and like the CEO of this like step, step tech. tech industry. Yeah. Like, yeah what like what like Pacey is like 19 years old I know I mean he doesn't have a cigar definitely I will say because of course no but I just mean I just mean like why is this happening (laughs) I know because this guy asked Pacey like hey are you surprised that like you know we asked you to take a bigger role in the corporate account and Pacey's like stunned yeah and Rich like I mean to Rich's credit he does admit to the guy that like he didn't tell Pacey this and I was like, Pacey, you're about to get played. My, my friend, my man, I can tell if it's, I, yeah. Yeah. Because Pacey's like, okay. The guy, the CEO is like, oh, you know, are you excited about this role? And Pacey's like, well, are you sure you want me? Like I'm, I just passed my series seven. I'm fucking right. 19. I can't even go to a bar without my fake ID. Right. And then the guy's like, oh, wait, I guess you weren't the right person. And then like rich, like stares him down, like bro code. And, and so then Pacey's like, oh shit. I got to like, be a team player. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, you can see him like change to be a team right. player. And I'm like, what kind of like psychological thriller sh- show are we on? And the I game. think the guy that is the CEO, I think he's in that show Lucifer that is oh. Jeffrey Stepakoff go to do that. Oh yeah, maybe. Cause like he, so, so the deal with this job is that Pacey gets to keep his title, but he gets a raise and his name is on all the transactions for this company. And I was like, danger, Pacey, you Pacey, you in danger, girl, you in danger. Yeah. That's like you going to prison kind of shit. Yeah. And like, I mean, but he's excited. So like, I'm, I'm glad for him that he's excited, but also I'm like, woof, woof, woof. Um, I mean, I'm just sad that this is the storytelling that like, okay, the poor kid is going to be in a, is going to find this path to make a lot of money, but then he's going to be taken advantage of not that like, then he's going to find out that he doesn't like that or he, he, that's not really his journey. You know, (laughs) it's that like, no, no, he, he definitely can't be in that space. Totally. Totally. Um, so we go to hell's kitchen. Joey is clearly cleaning Harley's table and Harley's like, are you mad? I was like trying to help. And Joey's like, yeah, I mean, like in the future, don't tell people I'm pregnant, (laughs) please. Thank God she says that. Yeah. And then Harley asks her what happened. And Joey just fully opens up to this child once again. (laughs) It was like devastating to me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know I'm with you. 
she's like, oh my God, he like left and he's going back to Worcester and he's just going to like rot away there. And there's nothing I can do. He's just oh going to fuck this all up. Also so heartbreaking that she literally thinks him going back and he's going to rot away, you know? And that stuff like really breaks my heart because that's Joey's fear. And I understand right. her fear, but like yeah. everyone's on their own journey. And like, that isn't everyone else's fear. And also that doesn't mean that your life is ruined or that like, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so fucked up that I she mean, still thinks that. I do, like, but also I think this was like earlier than, you know, our generation was kind of like, we, a lot of us moved back in with our parents after college and stuff. And I think like, it was looked down upon for a while. Now I think it's pretty normal. Like people are like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I'm not talking about in the broad scheme of things that like, no, I know you're not. this was societal and that's what we thought. I'm talking about Joey, like had this no, totally. totally devastating breakup with Pacey and we never really got to the bottom of it. And yeah. we're seeing her recreate this scenario where like, yeah. he's going to move home with his parents and his life, he's going to rot away in hell. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, and that's that is- literally not what happened with Pacey. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, it's so sad to me to watch this. And because she's telling Harley, a child, a 15 year old, instead of like Jen to have Jen to be like, well, there was a time when you thought about that was going to happen to Pacey and look at him now. He has more money than all of us, you know, (laughs) like, and like, we're also not going to be on this growth journey with Joey. Like, you know, like, why would they, why are we doing this over and over this storytelling? Great. Great question. Great question. But also I do want to say like, we were in this like period of flux, like culturally where like, you know, I do think people looked down at, at earlier millennials starting to move back in with their parents. And now it's, you know, something that's widely accepted, but like, it was kind of a thing, right? I remember it being I mean, like, I definitely think it's a thing amongst college educated people for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. you know, I don't think that that's the consensus because we have to remember only a third of Americans have a college degree, you know. I agree mm-hmm. with you definitely that like there is something that you look down upon, but at the same time, like it's hard with Joey to watch this when she was dating this person who wasn't in college that was right. doing something else. Like, you know, and she was like with Pacey with this, like he wasn't really going to go to college and yeah. academia wasn't his vibe. Yeah. And we're still seeing her in this situation. It's like, if she feels that way, what it's then irresponsible for her to pursue a relationship with someone who isn't in college. I'm sorry. That's fucked. I agree with you. I don't, I don't disagree. So it's like hard to watch her still have these feelings, these, these like, you know, internalized classism and then to like put herself in a position where she's dating someone that she's going to like low key hate. Right. You know? Right. And then, so Harley then like steps in and she's like, you know, you should give those stories to my dad. Cause like, if he likes them, maybe he can help. Oh my God. Another Harley brilliant idea. And Joey, like Joey, does Joey, it. Joey, does Joey, it. Joey, what the fuck is happening? She does it again. She's like, oh yeah. Great call. Well, at girl. first she's great. like, no way. She, like, I will give her credit. At first she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Your dad hates Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Hates and even if your dad like liked him, Eddie wouldn't listen to that guy. Yeah, yeah. And then Harley's like, it's a foolproof plan because like, if he hates him, Eddie will never know. And then if he likes him, Eddie will know. And you're like, no, but you forgot about the part that Eddie won't take help from this guy. Yeah, yeah. And Joey's yeah. like, I don't see any faults. You're right. And like Full marches proof. up Madam. to Ed- Hetson and hands him these 
you know, these paper, oh my God, whatever. Yeah. This manuscript. And like, Hudson's like, she's like, you know, I want you to tell me what you think. And Hudson's like, I don't want to crush you unless you're okay with it. And yeah. Joey's like, not, I didn't write them. So whatever, like, just tell me. And then he sees who it is and he's like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. No, no, no. And like, you know, I could overlook every other thing that he did, but he punched me in the face. And then oh like God. he leaves and Harley's like, I'll work on this. No, Joey, you forgot. Joey says to Hudson, you're Eddie's last chance. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. That is so bleak. That is it's so dark. sad to me. <laughs> I agree. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree. So then we go to the Hell's Bell show. I mean, Audrey's shit-faced on stage. I don't know how else to say it. It's not good. She's ruining this. I feel mm-hmm. deeply for each and every one of them. And she yeah. like staged, stage dives and is like so fucked up. She can barely see. And then yeah, immediately like crowd surfing. And we get these yeah. like special shots where it's like her visions going out. And then she gets on the stage and passes out and the audience boos at her. I know. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. What? Wild. What the- and then we just cut like i guess we go to commercial and we cut back and audrey is like backstage she's like sitting up but like is clearly not okay and like emma Emma marches after her and is like are you feeling better and audrey's like i guess and and emma's like you're out of the band and then audrey like repeats the same malibu story the same like rehearsed sorry you know apology again to erode this like heartfelt apology we saw at the beginning of the episode and like emma doesn't care and again this is like why i'm like why emma if she doesn't care like if she doesn't care about all these people then why is she saying to pacey like well the old guy sounds kind of better you know if she doesn't care about joey then why is she saying i thought you fucked eddie you know like i don't know it's fine that she doesn't care, but then don't put her in these situations where we're supposed to believe that she does. Right. Well, cause, and like to her credit, she's like, I'm going to call you a cab, like, mm-hmm. which I'm glad for, but also like go with her. She's clearly not okay. Well, like, she, I know she, she didn't go with her all day though. I know. I, I know. agree with you. It's so weird. Anyway, because, like, that, what happens when she gets us out of the cab and just to find her dorm room? Like, whatever. That's, anyway. I mean, yeah, that's the question. <laughs> that's, that's why you go with her. Um, so Hudson comes back to with Harley to get Harley's backpack. And like, and, like annoys- he's already he's already read the stories. Like, it's been yeah. like, what, 45 minutes? <laughs> it's like an hour. Yeah. And like, she, you know, Harley annoyed him into reading the stories. And Hudson's like, well, they're overwrought and derivative, but there's potential. And Joey's like so excited. Mm-hmm. It's the most excited we've seen her in a long time. And she's like, are you going to show the stories to a publisher? And like Hudson, thank God, is like, God, no, he's not ready for that. And yeah. I was like, oh, thank you for like a slice of realism. And Joey's like, can you pull strings at Worthington? And like, you know, it's and, so it- weird for how much she thinks like we're supposed to believe Worthington is this like harvard you know yeah high school yeah that like she thought that someone could pull strings for pacey to get in and eddie to get in like i just don't understand what's happening you know jared kushner (laughs) i know it's like yeah you could get in if you don't donate 65 million dollars to the school right exactly how jared kushner got in (laughs) but um but so you know he's like you know look i know someone at the california writers workshop not a real thing. And like, I'll write him a letter 
And like, you know, and Joey's like, I don't know, this part really broke my heart. She's like, yeah. oh, that's really prestigious. You know, he doesn't have an undergrad. And like, I don't know, it like, it's this way in which she like, she's kind of proving Eddie right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I think you're going to have to reach out to Eddie. And Hudson's like, absolutely fucking not (laughs) like I'll write this wreck but like I'm not doing that which I was like fair actually I know seriously and then this is like this interesting part of Joey that's like gung-ho about helping people that are awful to her she like has Mm -hmm. this part of her that I wish we got to explore more because like I think it's actually fascinating yeah like because I'm like she I don't know that she would have done this for him when they were kind of in their like dating phase, but like now that he like flat out rejected her, she's like, let me help you in any way possible. Let me control your total life. Yeah. Hmm. So at the other show we're at, yeah. <laughs> at this dynasty remake, um, Pacey runs into Sarah Shaw. He is there leaving and she's like, so big night tonight for you, huh? big night and she, and he's like she's like you get a promotion when they went in when you went into that private office and he's like i saw you go in there he's like she's like watching him like what is going on yeah and and pacey's like you know are you a reporter <laughs> like <laughs> and she's like me like i don't know i think you sh-, she doesn't answer that and she's like i think you should ask why this has been so easy like this thing. Cause she's basically like, watch your back, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which I dig, I guess. <laughs> well, cause she's like, you know, you should ask yourself why it's so easy. And no, this I seems think too this good is to like a valid thing to say, but I don't know what we're yeah. supposed to like this woman. Literally. Just he's like, like what's your name? We're fairy like, godmother. She's literally, Pacey's like, what's your name? And she's like, you're going to have to find out. It's like an Eve person. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, is what is going on? So like, I don't disagree with what she's saying, but on the other hand, like, it's like Jack should be saying this to him. Right. She's like, you're going to have to work harder than that to get my name. Like what? (laughs) Okay. So we go to the dorms. Audrey comes in, she's very drunk and she opens her wardrobe and grabs a liquor bottle and keeps drinking and just like, then she goes to, she like kind of thinks about it. And then she goes to the bathroom to like dump out the booze and like, she drops the bottle on the floor all dramatically yeah, shatters. Yeah. And like, she passes out on her bed. Yeah. And then Joey apparently goes to Worcester to give Eddie his stories back. What time is it? How did she get there? I have that question too. And she's like, you know, Hudson said that he could like she maybe get you into the door. Workshop. Yeah, she rings the doorbell and they have like a hey moment. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. And like she, she's like, Hudson said he could maybe get you into the California Writers Workshop. Like, da 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 da. And Eddie's like super down on himself. And- well, he points out the obvious. He's like, remember when I couldn't pay rent? He's like, even if I got in, I can't afford it. Yeah. And Joey's like very hopeful. And she's like, look, this is a shot. Take it. Like you can figure out those details when they come, which I I think seems very un-Joey to me, but I I agree with you. Like, I like what she's saying, but like, this isn't Joey. This isn't Joey whatsoever. Yeah. Right. It feels like a total character flip. And she's like, you know, look, if you want to be a coward about us, fine, but don't be a coward about your life. Don't give up. (laughs) Oh my God. 
Shut and up. then she like leaves and comes back and she's like, look, a long time ago. She's you like, no, me- I was going to leave, but that's what you wanted. So I'm coming back <laughs> to get a final word. <laughs> like, okay, okay, girl. And she's like, some time ago, you told me you wanted to be one of those people who lives life. But all I see is someone who's afraid of me, of yourself, of living your life. And she's like, you know, do something about it. Don't sit here and rot away in Worcester. And then he kisses her. And she's like, that was the wrong answer, which I do respect. (laughs) I do. Yeah. I kind of like that. Like, you know, but on the other hand, like I agree, but she's so confusing. I can see why he did that. Yeah, totally. Totally. But it's one of those things where it's like, I don't really get like what we're supposed to take from this. This scene seems all the fuck over the place. Like, yeah, because like you she seems totally out of character. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I spent all this time being like, Joey would never do this. So like, right. I on the one hand, like, am I appreciating this growth? But like, no, because it actually it feels like it a situation chaos. where we're like not going to see this again. So it isn't growth, you know? Right. Um, it's just it this just like chaotic like, moment. Yeah, in episode change that we're never going to see again. Address. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, like, I found my whole time being like in my own head about like what I was watching. And then when he kisses her, I think you're supposed to feel something, but I'm like, okay. And then, I mean, I feel what Joey feels, which is like, get off of me. We're it's too late for that. Yeah. But even in her bravery, I was like, that doesn't feel in character to me. Yeah. 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 And then she says like, it's too late for the kissing and she has to go and she turns around and then this motherfucker has the fucking gall. Oh my God. This is so stupid. He's like, I love you. And I and screamed out loud. Me too. Screamed I was like, loud. what? <laughs> I know. What is happening? What is happening? They dated for two months. Oh my God. And we didn't even really, see, does she even know he's, does he even know she's poor? Like, right. you know, we no never idea. really saw like this real connection between them, you know, like certainly he's hot and they fucked and I'm grateful for that. But like, what? Oh my God. Totally. And he and also keep that shit to yourself. You like left her and didn't talk to her for like a month now. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And he tells her not to go. And he's like, I don't want it to be too late for us. And she's then this bitch is like, I know. <laughs> what? I, I love you too. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Absolutely the fuck not. There's like, just no way. I know. There's no way. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. What? And what? then she's like, bye, which I did respect that she was like, I love you too. Bye. But again, <laughs> like, it's like so much similar to the story that we had, because even when Eddie is like re, you know, addressing why he left and like abandoned her or whatever, he says to her, like, I'm, I'm nothing, you know? And yeah, yeah. Casey literally says that exact line to her. I know. And then and then it, when he's like, but I love you, Pay, or Dawson says that exact line to her in the, the dance episode. In I season know. Two. And then she does the same thing and walks away as well. So it's like also this other regurgitation <laughs> of a storyline we've already seen. And you're yeah. like, well, at least we I, get believe, a new one? I believed it with Dawson. This one, I don't believe whatsoever. Yeah. And like at the time, I'm sure we were like, okay, but like, right. what? <laughs> like what? And so like he she leaves and he's on the porch and that was fucking stupid. Stupid. Don't care. Don't care. Um, and then we get the button on this episode, which is that Joey gets back to the dorms and she sees the liquor bottle broken on the floor. 
and she, she tries, tries to wake to up Audrey, Audrey and, and she's, she's unresponsive. Yeah. And so she picks up the phone to call someone. Yeah. The Yikes. end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, this episode made me even more mad about the front part of this season mm-hmm. because like, it's just paced so poorly. Yeah. It's so pay- it's, it's just paced so poorly. I, I don't understand how it could be paced that poorly. I agree with you. Like this He's, whole, this journey that we're on with Audrey is so wild because it happens so slowly in the beginning and we're not really sure what's happening. Yeah. And even now I'm not really sure what's happening, but it's happening really fast. So it's like very jarring. Um, right. I don't like, like Joey, I think that the whole point is like her character is not real anymore. Right. Like she oscillates and changes and she says these things and I'm like she wouldn't like what she would never say that and I I want to open my heart for her to grow and now she says that now but then we'll have another episode where she's a totally different vibe you know so it's like yeah it's so like jarring and weird yeah and to have yeah. this storyline again it's so similar to the Joey's dad storyline the Joey growing up poor storyline I don't know I feel like it's so underdeveloped and we're yeah. much similar to my opinion that like the Joey's dad one, we're just supposed to think he's a worse dad than all of them because he was incarcerated, which is again, like a societal thing. Well, he was incarcerated. So, you know, he's a morally he's bankrupt, bad. like, you know, mm-hmm. and even in this, we're just supposed to be like, well, Joey grew up poor. So, you know, and you're <laughs> They're like, the same. Yeah. And there's just like, like Eddie's trying to point out this very nuanced thing of like the different types of poverty and the different types of like what it means to grow up poor. And then in your adulthood, you know, to be poor. Yeah. To like, you know, like Joey worked really hard and took this path to go to school because she's hoping that will make her like not, you know, be poor as an adult. And Eddie chose a different path. And so he's on this totally different journey. Um, And there's like these different ways in which like childhood poverty manifests itself in adulthood. Um, but we're not like really, we don't really dive into that. Like, you know, and, and even in the, throughout the whole series, we haven't really seen that Joey's like her growing up poor is like not something we really delve into that much. Like we see it at times, obviously, but like the whole last season, we, we didn't see her have a job. We didn't really know how like she felt about like kind of getting to be like a quote, like normal kid yeah. you know, or whatever, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> like an upper, a, a middle-class kid who doesn't have yeah, to like work. her peers. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's, it feels like it's just thrown in there. I don't know. Yeah. Like, so no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's messy. It's a mess. This, the season so far has been a real mess. I totally agree with you. Yeah. In a way that I kind of didn't remember how much of a mess it is. I know. Yeah. I, Cause he's, I mean, I remember it like not being for season great. five. I remember it being messy, but I ended up enjoying it a lot more. So I thought yeah. season six would be like that where it's like messy and it's like still a, like season five is still fucked up in a mess. Oh, yeah. but like it's I really enjoyed a lot of parts of it. And I was surprised at how much I really liked Dawson in season five. Yeah. So I thought in season six, I would be like, Oh, it's a mess, but like enjoyable, but it, it's like actually no. not at all. It's, it's so been painful, painful and boring to watch. Yeah. And like, the story yeah like, it's boring it's hard to be invested because like the, like I said like Joey's character will change so much like this Emma character I just like I can't apply yeah make me care about her I'm I want to care about her I like 
what she says. I like right. the places she finds herself. So I want to care, but I, I just can't because they didn't, the character is so poorly written. Totally. So who are totally. you rooting for? Jack. I'm rooting for Jen's hair to grow out. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, those bangs, there's going to be, it's bad right now. There's going to be some more bad times before it gets good again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bangs. oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, there we have it. Yeah. Jack, I'm rooting for Jack. Yeah. Um, the end I'm not I just I mean I want Audrey to be okay you know I agree with you you know I I, like in some ways I'm I'm rooting for Joey I like that she like kind of stood up to Eddie and was like no it's done for us like Mm -hmm. yeah you can kiss me but like I'm done with that you know Mm -hmm. um I will see if she remembers that like (laughs) again you know like if that comes up next episode or the next couple of episodes um it's kind of hard to be on that, you know, yeah. storytelling. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This was stupid. Seriously. <laughs> okay. For our listener corner, this is from Izzy. One of my favorite things has been rewatching the show at different points in my life as a teen in my twenties. And now at 32, I've had a different reaction every time. And I love remembering all the different opinions and understandings of characters and scenarios over my different stages. The main opinions that have changed over the years are my thoughts on the characters. When I was young, I was a Dawson and Joey shipper, but that quickly changed as soon as season three aired. My favorite character has always been Pacey and he is 100% tied with Jen now. She is the most relatable character to me personally, and she was the funniest person on the show. The way she delivers her lines, comedic or not, no one else compares. Dawson is only tolerable from like mid-season four onward. Gretchen was one of the most well-rounded people with the best head on her shoulders and an enviable approach to all situations, in my opinion. I really miss Andy and wish she had a longer lifespan on the show. Jack is an underrated character who deserved more. Finally, Joey, sweet Joey. I wanted season one Joey throughout the entirety of the show, but sadly to me, she turned into an annoying, an annoyance half the time too high, strong, and honestly could have used some loosening up via typical teenage activities like a bong or a beer or friends other than Dawson. Anyway, still (laughs) love her. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like kind of one of the points of this podcast is like to revisit as, you know, we're, we're nearing mm-hmm. 40 um, and like to revisit that and to revisit some of it. And I think like, there's a way in which um, the show reminds us of, or me of, of like some of the things when you're young that are like so hard. And then when you're older, you're like, oh, I know Remember when you thought that was hard and like, and that's not, I'm not trying to be like an asshole about it. Like, I think they are hard and then you get through and them and then you realize at the time. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. less time with the, less hard with experience. So it's not to be mean to your young self, but yeah. I know no, no, no. And not to be mean to teenagers now who are going through that, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's hard being a teenager is hard. And so like, that's not me being like, you know, oh my God, wait till you have real problems. Blah. Like those are real problems and they fucking suck. Um, but like, but, but I think as an adult, sometimes it's fun or interesting to look back on those and say like, you know, it's some of, sometimes things feel 
so high stakes. Um, and as an adult, they're like less high stakes. Um, and, and so that's fun to watch. And I think like, I mean, I think for me, the character that I mean, over the years that I have changed the most on by far is Jen, um, by mm-hmm. far is Jen. Cause I think I kind of bought the hook line, hook line and sinker, the like thing that the show seemed to want us to think, which is like, Jen is bad. Jen is a slut. Jen is like break irredeemable. She's breaking up Dawson and Joey. And like, even when I didn't really care about Dawson and Joey as much, like there was still like an animosity towards Jen. And I Mm -hmm. think that like in the years since I was a teenager watching this show, like that is the character that to me, it's like night and day. I'm like, Jen can do no wrong. Jen is the hero of this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 100%. Like Pacey, I love Pacey so much, but Jen is probably my favorite character. Yeah. So. I feel like because the show wasn't like they hate Pacey, but they don't hate him to the extent that they hated Jen. So his yeah. character actually has the most consistent storytelling and he isn't always a tool for whatever joey and dawson are doing like he is a lot of the time but it it isn't always you know yeah and jen always suffers from that um yeah yeah no i agree and i think that like i've been i was surprised at how much i liked dawson last season you know like yeah i mean obviously like he'll never escape like my wrath but like i don't know <laughs> i was actually he did read really, a diary he did read a diary yeah i know i actually was really surprised like i knew i always liked him with jen but i like am still so sad they broke devastated. up like i'm devastated. still devastated yeah, about yeah. it you know yeah. and like whenever i see them together on screen i'm like oh my god we could have had so much more you we know yeah um, didn't we almost have it all in the yeah, words of the great Whitney Houston <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah. like that's been interesting on this rewatch I mean yeah like obviously I struggle with Joey I feel like I always did but like this mm-hmm. one has been like particularly difficult I think just like we say about Dawson because we were supposed to believe that he was a quote good guy so I have yeah. like societal hatred towards him like it's easy to you know, wrap up a lot of my anger towards that kind of rhetoric I was fed by looking at him and being like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of feel that way about Joey where like, she is supposed to be this like cool girl, good girl, like feminist aspirational person. But like, you know, even in this episode, we're watching being like, I mean, I like what she's saying, but like, I don't think Joey Potter would say that, you know? So like, it kind of feels weird. And like, then also like how disappointing to know that this, you know, character that was supposed to is supposed to be this you know strong female lead like is really just really poorly written and is always written through a male gaze and I think that's the thing with Joey for me because like because I've said this before like she is one of my favorite characters like of all time like I felt such a kinship to Joey Potter particularly season one Joey Potter particularly when I was a teenager like Mm -hmm. that just like that holds a place within me and it's like it just does. And I think that like, one of the things that I was thinking about is like the misogyny on this show, like rears its head in multiple ways, you know, with Jen, we get the misogyny of like her whole storyline, basically Mm -hmm. that like, she never catches a break. She is constantly punished. Um, Completely irredeemable because she was raped when she was 12. 
Right, exactly. And in the and in the the um parlance of the show, she wasn't raped. She was like sexual yeah. teen, you know. Yeah, like, she asked for it. She was provocative. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What was she wearing? Right. It's very Lolita. Um, mm-hmm. and like and then Joey, it's like the misogyny shows itself in such a different way, which mm-hmm. is that like we're not gonna we're we're gonna write this character in such a way that she doesn't get to be flawed she doesn't get to be you know human she doesn't get to be fully human like joey she doesn't get to share her feelings and like yes and it's like it's like she is flawed because she's a human so she is and like she does weird fucked up shit but it's like the show refuses to see that and in a way Mm -hmm. you know sort of by season six by the time we're at place we're at now it's like she's very much the female dawson right where it's Mm -hmm. like we're getting this narrative and seeing a completely different narrative. And like those two things feel really juxtaposed to each other. And like, they can't, Mm -hmm. they like never the twain shall meet. And like, so you kind of are being, it's, it's almost like the show is like gaslighting you, you know, where it's like, I mean, that's a harsh term to use, I think, but like, it's kind of like that where it's like, no, she's like amazing. And she makes these guys want to be better guys. And like, you know, (laughs) that in and of itself is such the male gaze, you know, it's like, oh, but she makes them want to be a better person. She's the kind of woman that makes you want to be a better man. I love the job description said (laughs) self-starter. Touche. <laughs> I wish that was tea you were drinking so you could just sip it. Um, <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> Good one. Good one. <laughs> Great. We're doing awesome over here. Okay. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's just, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Um, and it's doesn't, it doesn't diminish my love of Joey, but it's, it makes it hard to watch now It's har- harder to yeah. watch her. Yeah. I mean, it just is dragging on, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. We're almost there. We're so close to the good ones. We're getting there. We're really, I, know. I think People we have one more bad one. That and like, it's, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, but I'm now I'm like so nervous that it's just like, is know. it going to be as good as we I think know. it's going to be? <laughs> it's like, oh God. I oh know, God. I know. I know. So I'm, I'm like nervous about that. It's not yeah. going to meet up to my um, desperately needed like oasis <laughs> that I'm looking for. You know? Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, yeah. And fucking Eddie. I don't know. I tried to give yeah. him an open mind, but like no. when we started recording season six, but like, uh, he fucking sucks. Well, and it was like, even that episode where they slept together, I was like, yeah, this is why we like daddy. Like this is yeah. some cute ass shit. I love it. Yeah. And then it's like the next episode. I'm like, the Oh my God, don't get this guy episode. off my screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's gone and I'm and like, then he's gone. I mean, and what it happens f- so fast. Back to know. back to back. So like I, you don't, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. You don't really have time to like fall in love with him the same way, you know? Totally. And, and I guess like we had a lot of breaks, so it like might've felt like they were together longer if you were like sure. doing it in real time when we were doing sure, it. Sure. Sure. But, and I agree, Still. but at the same time, we don't see them together. Yeah. We don't, yeah. Like to have her say she loves him. Like <laughs> I was g- fucking flabbergasted. My oh fucking my jaw hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh what? my God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Like I just yeah. don't buy it at all. Yeah. No, me too. I agree. And particularly Joey, it's so hard for her to admit those things. I know. Like, 
she's just telling this guy who left that she loved him. Like maybe t- I could see her telling Audrey or I guess Harley, her only friend. <laughs> like, I know. Seriously. But, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's why I really wanted the drunk scene where she's like, he hasn't called me back. I love him. I think him, I'm in love know? with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like at least then we could buy it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Know, like yeah. how she felt like, you know, and I think it's yeah. kind of saying the same thing. She would have benefited from like a bong or a beer, you know, it's like, I mean, poof. If we had gotten that, I mean, drunk Joey is coming. Not to, I no know, spoilers, but, but she's I just coming. wish that we had gotten more of her. Like yeah. she's our favorite Joey. Well, like I didn't ask for singing Joey. I asked for drunk Joey. <laughs> We're in college. Well, and picture this, Aaron. Picture. Let me paint you a little picture here. Okay. So what if Joey and Audrey were like drinking together? Not all yeah. the time, but sometimes. And so like you can so build. Joey didn't notice that she you can like, build Audrey's yes. drinking problem because like they're like having these kind of drunken heart to hearts. We get the emotions mm-hmm. and that drinking problem starts to build and you start to see that like Audrey's drinking a lot more than Joey is or Audrey's yeah. drinking even on the nights when her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, no, I agree with you. That's hire me to I fix know. your storylines <laughs> from 20 years ago. Exactly. When you're ready to do the <laughs> Dawson's Creek reboot, we are here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't want to wait. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I could not oh help my myself. God. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for being here. Like Julia yeah. said, we're we're close to we're getting what there. is allegedly the good part of season six. I'm trying yeah. to manage my expectations, but um, yeah, we're excited for at least different storytelling. Um, yeah. yeah. So thank you for being here. We hope you're staying, stay, staying safe. Um, you know, it's a wild time to be alive. Uh, gosh, make sure you're registered to vote. Like we got midterms coming up and that like means like, you know, not just like your representatives, like there's going to be like school board stuff on there and like, you know, things that are like important to your local community as well. Um, so it's super important to, I don't know, believe in democracy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Black lives matter, defund the police, stop Asian hate, um honor our treaties water is life we stand with all movements to protect the rights of the working class police unions are not true unions they work against the working class um abortion is pro-life medicare for all uh, trans rights are human rights we stand with all families that want to call their kids um, whatever name and pronouns they choose as a family you know trans rights are family values uh yeah yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. Uh, we want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.hensley for Capitalism Corner. We have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. I might do um, what was it? Satan's tampon. Satan's tampon. <laughs> I'm going to try to throw that up there. (laughs) See if I can Mm -hmm. figure something up. Um, Mm, uh, I have faith in you, my friend. (laughs) Um, uh, Bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Uh, We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And um, as always, you can buy our book. I remember everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. 
let me shout out to uh, the Secret Garden Bookstore here in, uh, where am I? Seattle, Washington. <laughs> where, am, where am I sitting right now? Um, Seattle, Washington. They're a great bookstore. Um, you can order a book online through them. And if you're in the Seattle area, you should go in and see them. Um, also, I wanted to shout out um, Libby Waterford, who gave us a great shout out in her book called Take Two. So if you are into romance uh, novels, uh, you should check out Libby Waterford's book, Take Two. Um, and thank you, Libby, for the lovely shout out. We really both appreciate that so much. Um, please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to those of you who have. That really helps us out immensely. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pesty1079. As always, we'd like to thank you for being here with us, and we hope you have a great week. I don't wait.